This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey everyone, if you like this podcast, go behind the paywall to get privileged access to the smartest minds in finance. Join the Real Vision community and learn how to become a better investor. Visit realvision.com slash rvpod and use the promo code podcast10 to get 10% off our central membership for the first year. And now to today's episode. I can't wait to talk to Dan Sickles. Dan's a friend of mine and he is a award-winning filmmaker. Okay, so what's the relevance? Well, he's making the definitive film on NFTs and the culture of Web3. And it's spectacular. Obviously, it's spectacular because I'm in it, which makes it even better. But actually, what he's done is pulled together all of the communities and got them to represent themselves from the artists, the creators, Yuga Labs, everybody. And that reminds me very much of what we're doing with the Real Vision Collective. And I thought this is a perfect time for this interview. The Real Vision Collective is our NFT that creates the super community of Web3 communities. And I'm really excited about the launch of it. So I think this interview is going to really get you to understand how powerful this movement is, why this cultural relevancy is something that could change the world. That's what the RV Collective is about. And that's what Dan Sickles and his film I'm New Here is about. So I hope you enjoy it. The world of crypto is an incredibly exciting journey that we're all going on together. We don't know where it's leading to, but we know it's going to be absolutely massive. Join me, Raoul Powell, as I guide you on our adventure to discover just what this new world will look like. Dan Sickles, how the devil are you? I am wonderful, sir. It's good to see your face. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I know. We've not seen each other for a while. Listen, there's a lot to talk about. Really interested what you're up to. But before we get into that, firstly, give people your background and how the hell you got into this journey of what you're doing now. Yeah, um, I'm an independent filmmaker. I I largely work in nonfiction. I've been making documentaries uh, for over a decade now Um, and really fell into that work, too. I mean, before that, I I was actually doing a lot of acting uh, in theater in New York City. Um, but then, you know, very organically, serendipitously stumbled into directing nonfiction, which, you know, I think is, is really sort of like this, this pursuit of having your mind blown. Um, and, and that's, that's the sort of a feeling that I found myself addicted to and like, you know, interacting with people outside of, of my sphere definitely puts, puts me in that realm. And that that's always been really exciting for me. So you know, I've been working in, in that in the film industry now for, yeah, a little over a decade. I uh, made my first film in 2014 uh, called Mala Mala. Um, I filmed that in Puerto Rico over about three and a half years. Uh, and that documented the trans liberation movement uh, happening on the island at the time. Uh, really sort of like a coalescing of different communities, different trans communities on the island to pass legislation uh, three and a half years later. But that that's really the first film uh, that, that I sort of like learned how to make a film with while doing. 
Um, that premiered at the Tribeca Film Festival in 2014, did quite well there, and then came out in theaters in 2015. Um, and is, is actually still, to this day, like the, it's the first documentary and probably the only feature-length documentary filmed in Puerto Rico that has a theatrical release uh, in the States. Um, so, you know, very, very proud of that opening and, and sort of what it's done. And I went from that to making my second film straight into that. That film is called Dina. And it really documents, it's, it's, a, it's a real life love story. It's a real life rom-com um, between two people on the spectrum uh, in suburban Philadelphia. Uh, really focuses on this woman named Dina and uh, the love of her life, who is a Walmart door greeter named Scott. Uh, and, and we track really the beginnings of their relationship all the way through their wedding and like, you know, their first few months together. How the hell did you find that story as an aside? Um, I, I grew up with Dina, actually. You know, my dad was a special ed teacher. Um, so I, I grew up sort of surrounded by a community of, you know, atypical individuals. Um, you know, people on the spectrum, people with Down syndrome. Yeah, my wife treats kids with autism. She's a board certified behavioral analyst, specializes in autism. No, it's it's incredible work. Um, and, you know, I guess very, very early on realized that there is a great amount of wisdom actually within a lot of these communities as well. Unseen wisdom, um, which is the case in a lot of invisible and misunderstood communities, you know. Um, and that that is really largely what my work focuses on. How I stumbled up here, though, uh, is, is uh, yeah, it's a bit of a turn. But to me, I mean, like, there are also so many similarities. Well, right? you're doing really human stories, and then you start covering NFT. So talk yeah, me through this whole, how the hell sure. did you get into crypto? Why did you think you needed to make a film about it? Because I'm fascinated by it. <clears throat> yeah, um, it's, it's a bit of a twisted story, I guess. But you know, I, I was working for a while, you know, Dina premiered at Sundance, it won the Sundance Film Festival in 2017, had a theatrical run, did quite well there, like picked up a bunch of awards. And then after that, I sort of like went into this space of like writing and developing a lot. Um, a lot of times for a lot of other people and a lot of other uh, broadcasters. And to sort of see, you know, how certain work uh, and certain access is, is twisted to different means right now, I guess, like, to put it short, was, was disheartening. Um, and, you know, I, I think that, like, after, after, you know, a series of experiences, sort of, like, watching work either be taken away from me and manipulated or other artists that I love and manipulated um, and, and exploited and real people exploited as a result... Uh, I sort of stepped back, but I had always had this sort of fascination with crypto and what was happening there, um, just because the the traditional finance world has always been so obtuse to me. And this looked like an alternative, even in 2017, when I first got interested in it, um, to what I was trying to understand, uh, sort of on the traditional side of things. But that died down, you know, like during during the 2018 bear market, and I just sort of like left and I was doing my documentary thing and whatever. Flash forward a few years later, and um, yeah, I'm sort of like like a little burnt out from like the the indie documentary scene and, and sort of like like how how these things come together in like the traditional sense. And I like look back into like the crypto sphere, and then I see these things called like NFTs. I mean, I, I, I remember reading an article about crypto kitties and like how they broke this thing called Ethereum, and I'm, and I have no idea what anyone is talking about. And I mean, I. I still don't think anyone 100% knows what they're talking about here, right? right. Um, 
but you know just like one thing led to the next and i i fell in love with the dialogue that was happening within this like very digitally native community and communities um and you know on so many different levels i guess what was happening in the cryptosphere became very real for me you know um on one level in terms of like philosophically theoretically questioning the nature of value and what that what that even means how we value things but then also like really being hit by how these communities that are online also manifest in the real um and how they they really build these networks uh that 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 care for each other and i'm not somebody who like if you had asked me you know five years ago, like what your online community looks like, I think I would have scoffed. Like, I think I would have just been like, what, what is that? Like, I'm not, I'm not an influencer, you know, but now the, like, I look at, I look at my online community as, as something that I, I have, I have so much appreciation and love for something that I, I truly value. Why did that even happen? How did we suddenly go from a community being your physical proximity to yeah, there's a bunch of people shouting at each other online. To oh, this is these are my brothers and sisters, and this is my community. This is such a good question. Yeah, this is such a good question. Ow. There's there's a million answers for it, right? Because like when we're talking about like NFTs and crypto art, like we are also talking about uh, you know three dozen different things with, that include different motivations, mediums, intentions, all of it, right? Um, so I think th this is something that I'm really trying to parse with this work and sort of like create this film that, that demystifies a lot of what's being said about the space, really, from people like looking on the outside in to trying to create something that is an expression of what this space is really trying to figure out, which I think to your question is why, do why does this exist and why is it so sticky, you know? But I think that, again, there there are so many reasons. It's like... Board Ape Yacht Club is an example that that I will take because you know I I have an ape I, I Yuga has done miraculous things uh, sort of like bridging like this like virtual and physical world and I've I've been I went to the first ape fest in New York City it was on Halloween they rented like a, a sort of like ferry boat. And I remember I brought my wife because I was like, you know, I'm, I'm making this film. We're here on Halloween together. But, you know, like whatever the compromise is, like we're going to go and do this thing and I'll, I'll film with my phone and whatever. And I was really taken with um, how quickly the this sort of recognition and sort of mutual appreciation and respect happens in, in these groups that are sort of flying these, um, you know, sort of flags, these tribal internet virtual flags on the internet. But in a way, it doesn't make sense. But then in another, it totally does because... Well, humans are tribal anyway, right? We'll find any reason to coalesce around a single theme and, and multiple themes, and we've always done it. Absolutely. And I think that like within that, there's so many, there's, there's a bunch of nuance, right? I mean, like you have the effects of COVID, which like, I think people are so hungry to connect with people outside of their immediate sphere. Like people have been locked in their home, their neighborhood, their, you know, immediate vicinity, their country, right? 
so I think now like you you sort of have this crossover that's really happening between like these internet communities that have been like oh I like I like this JPEG can we trade for this JPEG and whatever that are now also being able to sort of enact themselves and manifest in the real so it's supercharged in that way because everyone's like oh now we get to actually meet and there's something so human in that and it's magic I mean I you know I've talked about this recently I went to the Ledger event in Paris and it was just magical because there was people like fuck render osf there was um musicians fashion people technologists yes. finance people and it's like oh this is a moment in time this is one degree Absolutely. of separation from everybody who matters it's a petri dish right and and everyone's really bobbling around trying to figure out what is happening, how to make use of this like extremely extraordinarily powerful thing, right? I mean, it, it manifested a conference in Paris that you're referring to just now, right? And that, that only exists because of this space, which is like literally constructing and iterating its value over and over and over again, and then finding new avenues for it over and over and over again. And it's all happening at the speed of light. So why make a film about it? And, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then, yeah. once we get to that, is how the hell do you tell all these disparate stories into a cohesive narrative? But first, what made you think, you know what, Dan, I'm going to make a film about this, considering it's digital and not even physical in mo many of its manifestations, although you're saying it's becoming more physical. Talk me through that whole process. I mean, the, the short answer is... So what's the film called so far, just so people know? Well, the film is called I'm New Here. And, you know, I guess the, the short answer to your question is, you know, I was, I was spending so much time trying to answer these questions for myself as I was falling into this space, like really with the sensation of like uh, Charlie in, in the chocolate factory. You know what I mean? Um, that on one hand, I was like, well, if I'm going to spend a lot of, of time digging into this and resources, right? I mean, I early on, I bought a, a CryptoPunk and I, I made that commitment. And it is a commitment. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I figured that I should try and do what I'm, I'm, I'm decent at. And that's like, tell the, tell the story of, of what is going on here. Because everyone is sort of talking about how it's inevitable, but no one really knows what it is, especially from the outside, right? I mean, I, I've been in so many pitch meetings with execs for this film uh, that, that like literally start the meeting like that. Hey, like, so we know that th this is all like on a, a, an unstoppable train, but like, we have no idea what this is. So like, it, so it's always a pitch that's hard to start. Cause it's like, well, how do you want to, how, how would you like to talk? Like we can speak about Bitcoin and what it does, or we can speak about like the arc of the film. Or the emotive, emotional level of what this is all about. Cause it's actually an emotional thing. I love that you say that. Yes, because like there, there's there's reasons for these inventions, right? They don't just fall out of the sky. And like you know, Bitcoin and and blockchain is is the work of decades. Like this isn't this isn't. I mean, it's relatively new, absolutely. But like there there is real thought and 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 you know value put behind into how things have emerged. Um, and I think that that's really important to track, especially like knowing how fast things are speeding up right now. Um, I'm very cognizant of the fact that I, I just don't, I don't want people to hop into crypto art without any opportunity to understand who the cypherpunks were or who the guys were who actually discovered how to build blockchain 
and create like a trustless decentralized system. And these guys, like they did it at a friendlies in New Jersey, you know, and no one knows who they are and no one really knows their name. But Haber and Stornetta, like they, they will win a Nobel Prize in the next decade once this actually hits the mainstream and once actually people figure out, oh, this is what blockchain can do, right? Um, so, I mean, like that, that's the work. I think like similar to, my, to all my films, I think like there is a lot of demystifying to be done. There's a lot of like misunderstanding as to what the intentions for a lot of this tech is all about. But then I think at the end of it, what I'm most inspired by is how this has connected humans across borders, right? Um, and like there is a there is a permissionlessness, there is a a decentralized nature to all of this that is just like it it is it is so attractive and it is it is innovative and it is worth pausing and reflecting on and appreciating in like all of these all of these different ways. And to me, more than any other group, I have bias in this, but you know, artists are the people who who sort of take these 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 technology ideas and like these seeds and they like transmute them into something tangible that speaks to what it is and what it's trying to do, you know. Um and and it's artists who will make all of this make sense with us. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at sax.com. Yeah, it's art is always at the forefront of culture. Exactly. And then it gets copied and then, exactly. it, then it moves around and then it becomes part of society. But art has always, always played that role. Absolutely. I mean, the dollar bill has so much design behind it, right? It's absolutely mimetic and we, we absolutely trust it, you know? And, and I think that like, when we start to break these things apart and like look at them uh, in, in different ways, like we can see how, how all of this really applies, the, the value of, of memes, of mimetic economies. Yeah, and I was going to talk about that, is talk to people a bit about mimetics, memes, narrative arc, storytelling, because that's what's coming to life here. And 6529 talks about this a lot. Um, but I, I think a lot of people don't understand it. They still, even my wife thinks I'm crazy in NFTs. She's like, I get the crypto thing, but this NFT stuff's stupid. And you try and explain. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there, there's there's so many different metaphors, all of which from the inside sound a bit cliche now, right? Um, but I guess like the image of the Statue of Liberty, it means so much. Like what price tag would the United States of America put on on that statue? Is it even possible, right? And the value of that meme has outperformed the entire, all of the value of the American economy, potentially, right? Um, and I think that, like, there, there's, there's something to consider in that and how great art constantly outperforms well-performing currency. Um, you know, and, and we already sort of speak to ourselves in these tokenized ways. If, if you tell me that you own a Monet, I, I can probably assume 
a few things about you as as a collector and also potentially as as you know your your, your resources too right um so i think that all these things are really converging when we talk about nfts but but memes i mean there, there's so many people who do a really good job at this, including Richard Dawkins, right? But um, they're, they're just like, these, they're very potent forms of expression, right? That you can almost quickly glance at them and connect with a meaning. A lot of them are fractured and mean lots of different things for lots of people, like Pepe the Frog, right? Um, but the idea is that there are sort of all of these intangibles surrounding these memes very often like Pepe the Frog. You see Pepe and you have all these different associations, but there's no real way to value them. And what NFTs are also playing with is the idea on creating a meme economy based on a meme. That, that's really where, where Pepe's specifically comes from. But, you know, everything, religion is a meme, right? I mean, most things, absolutely, human society is put together by these narratives that we construct to tell ourselves certain what we believe are truths it's all me. It's all narrative. It's all narrative. Absolutely. I mean, people people would ride into battle with holding a cross, you know, um, and and that that sort of tells you tells you everything. People people also sport supreme t shirts, and I think that that's really what NFTs NFTs specifically are are really like leaning towards. I think crypto art is also really working to sort of differentiate itself from kind of like the digital collectible camp and, and is expressing a whole bunch of other things, um, all of which have different sort of intents behind them, dependent on which artist or genre we're talking about. Um, but I mean, again, like, like the idea of, of memes and them being tradable and actually ascribing value to them is, is pretty novel because we've had this language on the internet for, for decades since the, exist since the existence of the internet. But there's been no real way to sort of speculate on the value of the meaning behind a lot of these memes, right? And, you know, even... And people will think of this, some people will be watching this thinking, well, there is no value, but what is the value of an advertising slogan? It's a meme. And they're all used to different memes. And the Board Ape Yacht Club was a way of leveraging a giant media technology business called Yuga, which is now worth $4 billion and came out of nowhere. Exactly. You know, and that came from a meme, which is a bunch of bored apes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you think, okay, well, I want to tell the story of all of these stories. Mm. So you throw yourself in, like the brave director that you are, and you suddenly realize there's 50,000 fucking stories, and how the hell are you going to tell all the nuance of this space? What do you do? Because you've actually interviewed a ton of people. So talk us through... That whole thing of how you're trying to construct a narrative from so many sub-narratives. Yeah, well, you know, I think that it's also, it's trying to embrace the space for what it is, right? And it is, it is decentralized. And I think that, like, it's important that if you're going to try and wrangle, uh, you know, your arms around telling some sort of story about it, that it's as wide and decentralized as possible, Right. So I think on one hand, like it's, it's been my responsibility to listen to as many people as possible and, and try and find as many different perspectives as possible to sort of like craft a spectrum of experiences um, within this space, right, that speak to it. Because I think that also for, for an audience who doesn't know this space, who isn't, who isn't fluent in the crypto sphere, I think it's also important and significant to, to sort of provide as many different points of entry as possible. So that you have people who 
you know, uh, our, our former VCs or traders understanding NFTs for the first time, but then also artists who on, on a very subjective emotional level are trying to express themselves in this very novel way and are able to do it because they're able to be anonymous or they're able to do it, you know, beyond the borders for, of where they live. Um, and I think that like combing through all these narratives and bringing them together and synthesizing them it will sort of it will speak to the whole in a way that no individual voice could right so my work now is really about braiding a lot of these stories in a way that shows off pivotal moments from from crypto art history um but then also gives the audience an understanding as to what this space is about in a way that also provides context, you know, I mean, I think that that was a lot of our work together on set, you know, really like establishing the crypto sphere and cryptocurrency as, as an alternative to a really fucked up system. Right. Um, and I think when, when we can speak to each other on that level, it doesn't become this, this giant tech thing right away, but it becomes an option. And right now I think that people are really, really looking for options on every level for, for sort of where to put their money, what to believe in, sort of what art to look at. And I think that this space provides so much of that for so many people, but, but we need to demystify a lot of it and make it less scary. Now, I know you're still editing and shooting, but give us a hint of some of the people that you film because you've done a lot. I mean, there's yeah. been stuff around the NFT space, but you've really, really gone and spoken to everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a few people, I guess, that I, I have to announce closer to the film for sure. But, you know, somebody that I, I was very excited to film with recently was actually Yuga Labs. I was able to sit down with Gordon and Garga and, uh, you know, go through the history of their time in the space, you know, which which starting from before they became the Bored Ape guys is actually quite illuminating, you know, um, because a lot of people enter this space with similar to myself with a very natural curiosity for what it is. Uh, not necessarily all of these ulterior, ulterior motives, you know? Um, but then also, you know, I, I was able to actually film with, I mean, there's so many like, like Pussy Riot I filmed with, you know, a few months ago. And like, it was an incredible moment because she was raising, it was about $6 million for Ukraine at that time. Um, simultaneously celebrating her daughter's like 13th birthday. So to, I mean, see this artist activist juggle all of these responsibilities at the same time. I mean, she, she's an absolute force. And I think that like watching and, and looking at how she uses this new tech to really armor herself and, and combat, uh, you know, all of the evil that she sees in the world. It's just, it's absolutely inspiring. But then that's also met by like spending like I spent three days with people um, like three weeks ago. And like, you know, that's like it's so funky. Like his world is is it's so people, right? Like he he's he's an adjective and and his his focus is unreal. And, you know, I think that that's something that is overlooked because we almost say it just like so easily. It's like, oh, yeah, he's making a piece of art every day. But it's like. Oh no, he's he's actually there, like working every day, and he's doing it every day. And like that consistency, that focus, it's just it's something that again you, you don't catch wind of a lot a lot of in twenty twenty three. 
Um, so to spend time with artists who are really in the zone, in the flow that way, has, has just been incredible. Spending a week with Tyler Hobbs in his studio is another one. Like, he's a, he's a genius, you know? And, and sort of like, I mean, I'm not a coder, but like watching how he interacts with code is, I, I imagine, similarly to how a poet might sort of like edit and be writing a poem, you know? And to, to be able to sort of sit in rooms with, with the brilliant artists of, of what I believe will be, you know, now, but certainly the next few generations, uh, it's, it's been a priceless experience for me. And have you addressed other aspects of NFTs or are you mainly focused on the art and community? Because there's obviously music is, it's going to come into the mix. It's just starting. It's still nascent. You know, there's people like RAC who's been pioneering that. There's, there's a whole bunch of different uses. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Rare Skrilla is somebody that I absolutely love. Um, he, he dropped his album uh, on Bitcoin, like, uh, I think 2018. Um, and he has all these incredible songs about blockchain from, from years ago. Um, Connie Digital is another artist that I'm working with who also has been minting on the blockchain for a few years, um, uh, an incredible OG artist um, who actually we've done a few collaborations with for, for the New Here drop. But, you know, I'm, I'm also, you know, finding ways to use their music within the film itself. So, like, the film is actually really built of the art with the artists of the space. It's like, um, I don't know if you've seen the new Bowie film yet, but it's just Absolutely. brilliantly done because it's it's nothing but a collage of stuff that's all happening. Absolutely. It turns into a cohesive narrative. Absolutely. And I think that that, that is sort of along the lines of, of where this film is headed. Obviously, like there is a spine and like it is my responsibility to to help make this make sense to a certain extent. But there's a lot of a lot of poetry here. And I think like, you know, after doing a hundred and five interviews with, with sort of different people in the space, different thinkers in the space, like there's there's some really interesting ways to bring voices together in, in ways that we wouldn't expect. There's a couple of un other interesting films coming together as well. One is obviously Ben Mesrich. Um, yeah. You know, yes. I think I introduced you to Ben, didn't I? Yes, you did. You did. Uh, and he, his project is fun. Yeah, it's super interesting. Although yeah. he seems to have just paused it to write the Elon Musk book because he can knock out a book and win a, you know, win a few Academy Awards and get a Netflix deal signed in like 10 yeah, minutes. Kudos, kudos. <laughs> I like sit in my stew and I'm like, I'm like working and working and it's... He's, but yeah, he's incredible. Respect. The other one I, I got involved with, which is um, premiering at South by Southwest, is by a filmmaker called Andy Timmer, Timmer who was just up for a... I know well, Andy well. Yeah, so Andy's made a film. It's not really about NFTs, but it's kind of the prequel, some of the stuff that you and I talked about. It's like, why are we here? This moment That's in awesome. time. So she's got something big coming out. So I think there's this, there's this group of narratives that are all going to come together at the same time, which is going to be really interesting because I think people will see all the different sides of this from the different parts of this community and make sense For of sure. it. For sure. I mean, I think it's it's vital that there's like multiple multiple films made about this space, right? Um, that is sort of again to the decentralized nature of it all. Like, I hope that I'm I'm not the only person working uh, towards this goal of making media that people can share and be like, hey, if you still don't get it, check out this film or check out the scene from this film that might make help that might help you understand, right? The more that we have at our disposal, the better.
Um, and right now there, there's, there's not much. So I'm, I'm very excited for this moment. Yeah, I just love the fact that all of these are coming together roughly at the same time. When, is, when do you think your film is going to be finished? My film should be finished by the end of this year. So the end of 2023 uh, is, our, is our end date, um, mostly for VFX and animation. Um, we're doing all these incredible, like, sort of metaversal builds um, that really show off the artist's work built into a space that really represents them. So a great example is, you know, Snowfro is really sitting in this structure that is, is basically built from squiggles. Um, so it's just like a very native way of experiencing these artists in a space that really shows off what they do best. Um, and that, that takes some time. So you also threw yourself in into the different way of raising money for the film as well. A, it's mainly come from the community, but more than that, you then have a whole NFT project as well. Talk me through that whole thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I, again, I, I, I independently raise money. I independently find financing for, for my films. Um, I think it's important for, for a lot of filmmakers to sort of ask themselves that question of like who, where money is coming from and then who controls what they can do, right? Um, and that's something that this space is, has provided an abundance of, which is like that, that freedom to sort of build a community that will support uh, work in this way. Um, so we've sort of taken that, 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 you know, and run with it. And uh, we've released a collection of 10,000 pixelated avatars uh, called Newbies. Um, and they're all algorithmically generated uh, based off of like the iconic traits of our cast. So basically when you mint a newbie, you might get a Raul Pal actually with like a Tyler Hobbs body and Claire Silver hair and like, you know, coldy 3D glasses. And it's a really holistic way of just like showing off, you know, the best of the space and who's in it. But then on top of it, you know, 15% uh, of the revenue in perpetuity goes towards all of the artists featured in the drop. So that's something that I've never really been able to do in nonfiction is sort of like find a way of sort of supporting and recognizing the time that people have lent to me and to my crew uh, in, in giving their story and their expertise to us in this film. So forever, as long as, as long as, you know, the new here NFT project continues, which We've slated, you know, a, you know, a, quite a few years for for collaborations coming up. Um, you know, artists will continue to earn and be part of that waterfall, which is which is pretty cool. What is the idea behind the NFT community itself? I mean, you don't know where it's going to go because that's the the fun of this whole thing. But what is what is the genesis idea? What, what's in your head thinking? Okay, I'm going to do this, and this is kind of what I think it should be or might be. To be honest, like holding holding a newbie, holding like one of these like new here tokens, I think is like it's the most straightforward way of of building like a thoughtfully curated crypto art collection over the next few years. Um, you know, there's a lot of like physical events uh, that actually we're preparing for. Um, one of our producers actually just got nominated for two Academy Awards uh, for two documentaries that he produced last year. It's insane. Um, so, you know, we will be doing like a, a live watching party for that, both in the meat space and in the metaverse for all the token holders. But at the same time, like we have a slate of collaborations coming up with artists all over the spectrum, um, where by, by virtue of holding one of these new here tokens, you'll be able to collect for free. 
Um, and that's something that's like been really exciting to, to offer because we do want to encourage people who aren't familiar with the space, who don't know how to collect or what they're collecting yet, to be able to buy something and hold it. And then it opens them up to all of these other drops, you know? Um, and, and again, we've done some with, you know, we, we've released this like really cool 3D jacket with uh, Calvin Justice, who's like an Olympic swimmer turned digital artist. Um, Connie Digital, you know, the, the, the OG crypto musician, uh, we, we did a cool collaboration with him. Yeah, I mean, I can actually, I can announce the next one coming up with you if you're interested. Yeah, let's do it. So in the next few weeks, anybody who holds a, a new here token will actually be able to collect an addition work from this artist that I really love. Uh, he goes by C3. Um, and he's this artist based in Iran. Um, and he's an anti-authoritarian artist doing incredible work, um, both digitally and on the streets. Um, and it's, it's incredible, very graphic work. Um, and he's teamed up with us to, to offer an, an addition basically to everybody who holds a token. So, you know, in the next few weeks, we will be sort of announcing when the snapshot's gonna be taken for all of the token holders. And that way we'll be able to see all of the wallets holding one of these tokens and they'll be able to go and claim one of these works. Um, so that's really exciting. But then, you know, we, we have basically every six weeks or so, uh, there will be a new collaboration announced. So, you know, that, that train doesn't stop either. It's sort of, it's wild to be doing this in parallel to, to making a film. Um, but you know, we live in the crypto sphere. So what are we going to do? Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. How the hell do you leave this sphere now, right? You made films before on specific things, but this is kind of gonzo filmmaking because you are now living it <laughs> and you're not going to leave it. No, I mean, there is no leaving it. I mean, like, there is no leaving it. I'm, I'm here for good. It's, it's you gonzo know. filmmaking. You are the story. Absolutely. I mean, I'm also the guy who, you know, at the end of the day, I'm concerned with, you know, the people that I was working with in Puerto Rico on my first film. Um, the people that I was working with on my second film who, you know, aren't, you know, the first people hip to all of this information and this new technology. It's my prerogative that they understand why it's important that they have a wallet. Right. And I think that that's really, for me, why this work is important. Um, because we're going to get to a point where, you know, people who are very, literate in, in sort of like on the internet and digitally and crypto literate, you know, are going to move so far ahead of people who just like were so scared to set up a wallet and sort of try and start to figure it out for themselves and, and you know, try and take some of that authority back. Um, that, that that's really what I what, that's what I want to offer, you know, something that we can share that that sort of at the end of it, when that wraps up, people are like, okay, cool. I'm interested in Claire Silver. I'm interested in Beeple. I'm interested in, you know, wh whoever it is, Raul Pal, you know, because um, that's really what I think we need right now is, is just something that's offering this new opportunity in a way that isn't so scary. And that's what I've tried to do with this Rouse Adventures in Crypto 
series of interviews. It's just me going down the rabbit hole, speaking to people like you or, you know, people like 6529 or people like Mike Novogratz or just piecing together all of these stories and all of the things that are happening for myself and just taking people along for the journey because I know it's important. It's it's invaluable, you know, because like we just don't have that library for ourselves yet. And particularly right? when the establishment is so anti it. Yes. And yet you're seeing it on the ground and in such strength, but everyone else is going, la la la, I can't hear you. You kinda have to tell it. I mean, I'm I'm working with artists in places that like they they need VPNs to access the internet, but they're using VPNs to sell their art on blockchain and they're making a living doing it. Like I know an artist, she's very interested in building a metaverse school for, for women, you know, who aren't able to access education because of where they're geo-locked, right? And all of these things, like they're very real. Like they're, they're, not, they're, they're not just ideas. Um, and I'm excited to show that off because we don't see enough of that in the media. No, and I think people are missing, and I think 6529, nails this this is the we're still on that journey into living almost entirely digital lives or huge portion of it now we do already like you know i'm on a zoom call with you right now and all of this stuff but it's going to get more immersive and more 3d and more real and you can go to school in the metaverse and you can do all sorts of stuff and you'll have ai will be part of your helper but you need to have both identity and assets that are verifiable in that world. And that's what NFTs are. Exactly. Just because it started with art. It's not just about art. It's That's just one of the stories being told about how you create persistent value in a digital world. Because everything else in a digital world goes to zero in value because you can make endless amounts of it. Exactly right. Exactly right. And I mean, if we think of the amount of people who are unbanked and undocumented, then that's also something very real that this technology can potentially offer. I will couple that though with like, it's, it's going to be artists and creatives. I truly believe who are going to get us there. It is like, it is the, the pussy riots. It is the C3s, you know, who are like literally doing that on the ground right now, building their networks, like on a very individual, you know, peer to peer basis, explaining how they can use this tech to empower themselves and sort of work to get out of situations that, that they find themselves in that they've had otherwise no control over. And also that, you know, the, the other big component part is is not only that, but also just the ordinary middlemen in the middle of all of this, the Googles and the Facebooks and the everybody who blocks the artist's ability sure. or anybody's ability to distribute their own services, art, anything, and saying, well, you have to come through us first and pay a tax. Yes, okay, I get it. It's a digital world. You have a tax, but maybe the tax is egregious. And maybe yeah. there's ways that people need to be able to can get around it. I'm very excited for us to like look back and sort of see how archaic those mindsets seem in the future. And I think that like sort of like again, these new alternatives are being built in real time in the cryptosphere. What are you most excited about? In this whole journey, you've seen a lot, right? You've super privileged position to have seen and spoken to pretty much everybody. Dreading this question. But there must be something that you've just done. You know, I do it occasionally in a video. I'm just like, oh my God, I just didn't think this was happening. And this is incredible. Not just a great artist, you know, yeah, there's great artists all the time, but 
I mean, this whole thing is mind-blowing generally. I got mind-blown when I spoke to Ben Meserich about how he was going to think about disrupting the whole book industry and the film industry and you don't need the middlemen and how the distribution works and all of this sort of stuff and you're working on that. What What is the big one for you? You've gone... The one you tell your friends over a glass of wine. It's really, I guess it's pretty emotional um, in that, like, again, I, I was recently filming with an artist who has left the space, who has sort of um, absolutely denied, you know, uh, the, the, the speculative nature of NFTs and like this whole market and whatever, and was there very early on. And um, for a lot of reasons, has become, has become very disconnected from it. Somebody who we could have, like, learned so much from. Um, but because they left, we haven't really been able to. And I, I, you know, I was very tenacious. Finally, after a year and a half, he he gave me a few days last week, and it it was awesome. Um, brilliant, brilliant person, all of that. But at the end of us filming together, I was able to show him an edit of basically the, the, his story of like the story of his works, um, and sort of people talking about what he did and, and his contributions to the space. And I, it's something atypical that I did. I, I would have never really done this because it could, t- could have totally backfired, <laughs> you know, and like him be like, okay, I'm totally out of this. Like, this is a disaster. Um, but he watched it and like the result was, it was really beautiful. He was he, like, he, he was able to connect with, he, he felt validated, um, which is basically what he expressed and like sort of responded in this way that was like, you know, I think that you know, I might be ready to sort of be more in dialogue with what's going on here. And, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's something that my entire team and and all of us and him and his availability really made happen. You know, I'm not taking credit for this, but it's something that like on a whole scale, I'm really excited for because artists are just like, they work so hard and they're so unaware of how valued they are and how appreciated they are on a human level. Right. And how many people think about them. And I'm really excited to really like put this network on display visually so that people can really see, you know, w- w- what people mean to each other. <laughs> you know, um, a few years ago, we, we lost somebody a lot of money. He was like sort of like one of the, the early masters of the space. Uh, this, this brilliant, like French satirist artist. Um, and yeah, we lost him to cancer. I guess it's about a year and a half ago now. Um, and it's been an incredible privilege to like travel all over the world and be in these studios with artists who live in all of these locations and then find that there's like, you know, about two dozen people who bring up a lot of money and their relationship with a lot of money and what he meant to them and like, you know, the things that like they learned from him and all of this. And then always I would ask after they would tell me about him, I'm like, okay, did you meet him like face to face in the flesh? And I think out of like, again, 24 people, probably two had met him, you know, face to face, but like the emotions that, that would sort of, that would come up in people talking about their relationship with this man and this artist. um, It's just, it's undeniable the value of what's being created here because it's, it's just so absolutely human. So it, it can be digital, it can be virtual, it can be all of these things, but that also doesn't deny its absolute humanness. So that's the thing that I'm most excited for. Really like artists to the, be able to watch this thing and be like, whoa, like this is why he asked me this question. This is like, I'm, I'm connected, oh, okay, cool. Like that makes sense like that. But also that like, 
people value me and people see my contribution and like what I was hustling for most of the time alone at my computer in my studio. And how it fits into a larger narrative and you're part of a big movement is special. Absolutely. And it's so hard to perceive when you're, when you're in it, when you're in the trenches, you know? So how do people find more about this? How do they get involved with what you're up to? Because it's, you know, in itself is becoming a bit of a movement. And I think people need to get involved and see what's going on. And Yeah, for sure. Newhere.xyz has like all of the information about the film, um, about how to mint a newbie. Um, there's also links to the secondary market on OpenSea if you're sort of interested in picking one up that you already know what it looks like. Um, but yeah, the, the mint is ongoing. We have a, we have a live Discord too uh, that, that has links at newhere.xyz. Our Twitter account is also very active. Um, I, I have an entire team of people who's really around on standby to be welcoming people, not only into our community, but also into like the larger ecosystem of the cryptosphere. So it's like, apart from how you meant a newbie, you know, if you have a question about how to set up a cold wallet, you know, our discord is, is really a safe place to come in and, and ask those questions. Um, so definitely go there. And how do you get these newbies? It's a final question. How do you get these newbies into newbies hands and not just a bunch of people like me and you who are already deep down this rabbit hole? That's a great question. Um, you know, we, we, again, we are sort of ramping up these meetups over the course of the next year, but we are also reserving, uh, 3,000 newbies um, for around the time of the film premiere. So that like people who are actually at the theater and I think together as a community, we're really going to decide how best to, to distribute these newbies. Um, but I do think that there's going to be some really interesting, novel, exciting ways uh, for people to come to the theater, a theater, you know, and, and be able to actually join the community in that way. So again, I mean, we have we have a calendar of, of collaborations, both with artists in the space, artists coming into the space and artists slightly outside the space for, for the next year and a half, at least. So that network effect will keep growing, I imagine. Also, I can't help but think that by the time this comes out at cinemas, you'll be able to use AR on your phone. Absolutely. So, you know, there'll be a nice QR code, click on it, and then you can actually see the piece of art and you can have it next to you and you can look at this and you can look at that. I mean, that's not far away. Well, I don't want to divulge too much, but the, the film is going to be full of Easter eggs. And I mean, like QR codes, all of that tech is definitely something that I'm going to be using to sort of break the film in unexpected ways. You know, you'll be able to watch this as a viewer passively on your couch. Absolutely. But like, there will also be very cool ways of, of interacting with the media as you're watching it um, and then entering these other spaces. How are you going to get this distributed? Have you figured that one out yet? I'm going to let them come to us. Um, again, I mean, like our cast is incredible. It's, it's kind of, it's like the ocean's 11 of the space. Right. Um, which is a crass comparison, but I, I think people understand what I mean. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, I've, I've distributed my past films to, to a lot of people. You know, I, like my, my first film was globally available on Netflix for a few years back when they were buying licenses um, which they still often do at certain points throughout the process. Um, you know, we're in conversation with a lot of people, but I think that my team is also very crypto native. So we, we want to make sure that the footage and the ownership of the footage is protected. Um, because beyond the film itself, like 
we're looking to find ways that people can also access these interviews sort of in a longer form so that like the experience of the film isn't just limited to the film itself, but is also accessible in a metaversal library, perhaps. Um, and all of those considerations really affect at what stage you're able to sort of give ownership to other parties. Um, but, you know, again, like, we'll see sort of what happens at the Academy Awards, too, because people people are really sort of circling this this project in, in really fun ways. But we have a lot of work to do to make it great, you know. Um, and that that's what I would rather be focusing on and building up this community in a very native way before sort of turning to somebody on the outside looking in and saying, yeah, cool, come come join us in this way that you also own. It's super exciting, Dan. Uh, you know, you're doing you're doing something amazing. I cannot wait to see it. I just think it's going to be something special and it's going to take a snapshot of everything that's happened until now and this moment in time because it's special and it'll all change in the future but you'll have captured it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, for for you too, like I, I, I'm so grateful for your time, you know, and showing fun. up to our studio in outside Miami and like, you know, really, I mean, giving me, giving me a solid amount of time for me to like sit down and, and figure this out with you. It's, it's not, it's not something that many people would do, but really sort of like allowing me the space to figure out like this macro way into this world, I think is going to make, everything that we're doing accessible to a lot of people. So I'm, I'm very grateful to you for that as well. Uh, ho hopefully I've helped a little bit and tell that story because it's a big and Dude, difficult story to tell and it's an important one. You have, you have. All right, my friend, best of luck with everything and uh, get your head down editing. Thank you, sir. I'm, I'm about to head into it now. Headed to my cave. <laughs> Take care. My key takeaway from speaking with Dan is that there are so many nuances to what this is all about, what this movement is, and it is a movement. And Dan is really deep down the, the artist portion of it, but also down the community portion. And these two nexuses have kind of never been together. There's no community of Damien Hirst supporters. Well, there is now because of what he's done. Um, Damien Hurst has done with NFTs and created a community and a Discord where he speaks to people. But it's it's also how he's bringing filmmaking into this and how he's creating community around that, much like Ben Mesrich has. And it, it follows on from that kind of thing. So it's just really learning in an eye-opening way and he the how important this is, because he's an observationalist at core. And he's observing something special. And we're all part of this. And as I mentioned in the interview, this is what Rouse Adventures in Crypto is all about. It's all being part of something, learning together. And we're all new here.